Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for you today is that the message you hear will encourage you and inspire you to walk closer with Jesus this week. Uh, I, I can also relate to wanting to decorate right away. How many of you already have your homes decorated? Right after Thanksgiving, some of you? How many of you did it before Thanksgiving? Some of you. How many of you was like right after Halloween, Christmas went up? Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. Uh, we normally will decorate uh, on Veterans Day, but we didn't get a chance. We still haven't decorated yet. We've thought about it many times. And we went and looked for a real Christmas tree, and I said, those things are expensive. So um, we're trying to figure out how the Lord will provide for us this year. Um, how many of you have rules when it comes to like Christmas music in your house? Who, who can listen to it? You can't, how, who, how many of you have to wait till after Thanksgiving to listen to Christmas music? Okay, how many of you listen to it like right after Halloween? How about in July? You're just like, whatever, I don't care. I'm listening. Okay, we got, we got one. We got one. Some of those are family traditions, right? You pass down. Some of you just because you love, you love Christmas. Uh, I, I think uh, in this, this video, uh, it made me really think about uh, where, where I want to hide baby Jesus in my house. If you guys want to, anybody want to do that? Thought about where would you hide baby Jesus in your house? Uh, I'm thinking of a couple places. Um, I think this dad in the video really gets it, whether he knows it or not, that uh, during Advent, it's about seeking Jesus, right? Advent means arrival. It means that uh, there is something coming. There is something arriving that we should be anticipating or looking forward to. And I love that this dad was like, hey, without the, all the hustle and bustle of you know, Black Friday shopping and getting the best deals and making sure everybody on your list has got something and making everything about that, instead he said, hey, you know what, we need to get back to the reason we're celebrating in the first place. We need to be pursuing Jesus. And I really like that about it. I love that he left out clues and he left out areas for, people to, for his kids to look around. I think that's awesome, babe. I think you should take notes for that. We should do that. Too. And, and it's not unlike God to do the same thing, right? God left clues to find Jesus when he was born in a manger. Do you remember in the Gospel of Luke, there's clues that he gave to some shepherds? I, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Uh, if you have your YouVersion Bible app, you can open that and follow along in the app as well. If you click on more and events, you'll have the notes there with you. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. While you're turning, let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we come to this place this morning with anticipation and expectation, Lord, to encounter you, to reveal uh, ourselves, our hearts to you, and to release more of ourselves to you as, Holy Spirit, you come and move in our hearts. Father, we don't want just another Christmas season to come and go without the expectation to grow in our lives for what you want to do. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 10, says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. How many of you have ever done treasure hunts? Looking at treasure hunts, doing treasure hunts. 
This is the ultimate treasure hunt that God was sharing to these shepherds that, that uh, there is something to be found in a manger if you'll go and look for him. There was this anticipation that God was giving these shepherds and saying, there's something, if you'll look for it, you're going to find it. And these shepherds began to seek. And although God gave the clues to this newborn baby that would be the Savior of the world to shepherds, Luke's gospel says it's not just for them. It's for all people. It's for all people. And some of us who've been seeking the Lord can sometimes forget that when we are seeking and when we find, we should also be revealing because this good news that brings great joy from the Father is for all people. And when the shepherds received this, these clues of good news, it came with a level of expectancy that caused them to respond. I think sometimes when we think about God speaking to us and giving us direction in life, we think that we just need to sit and wait and there's a difference between waiting and expecting. There's a, there's a response that needs to happen from us that looks a little different than in waiting and then with expectancy or anticipation. Their expectancy for the shepherds caused them to begin to look. It caused them to seek after the thing that God had spoke to them. And they began to look every place in Bethlehem, in a manger, to find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Their expectancy for the arrival of a Savior drove them to seek Him. My question for us this morning is, what are you expecting from God today? What are you anticipating to happen during this Christmas season? Is it something that you're just waiting for? Is it something that's just another thing that you have to kind of get out of the way and it's, you know, the holidays can become burdensome or uh, become stress-filled? God is saying, I want you to set those things aside and have expectancy that cause you to, to seek after me this holiday, this Christmas season. Because God is wanting to do something unexpected in your life. Luke 2 verse 16 says, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. What's important about, uh, about God and his followers of God is that he never sends us on a wild goose chase, does he? When he tells us to go do something, it's with with the expectation that there's going to be something there for us when we get there. He's not just saying, like, hunt for me, and we'll see what happens. He doesn't invite us to something and then leave us stranded in the middle of it. He gives us a direction to go, and then he wants us to experience him. God desires for his followers to seek him and, and find him and fully experience the measure of his goodness and his perfect gift that he's given to us and he wants the gift of his son Jesus to be found in the manger he wanted the savior of the world to be worshiped and adored and he wants all people to know this gift this good and wonderful gift that comes straight from his hand have you ever played that game those of you who have small kids around or maybe you have small children where you you hide something behind your back both hands and you have them pick a hand right this kind of got twisted for me a little bit because of my own fault. But I would do that with Corbin, uh, and I would say, choose a hand. And if it wasn't in the first hand he chose, he said, oh, it's in my ear. Because, let me explain. <laughs> when he was real little, I used, to, I used to pretend to do magic with him, and I would take, like, anything. didn't matter what size it was, like a tea bag, like a shoe, whatever. And I'd say, he'd say, Daddy, make it disappear. And I'd say, oh, it's in your ear. And I would, like, hide it, you know. 
And so he, because he didn't see me put it behind my back or under my leg or whatever, he just assumed it was always in his ear. And now I feel like I've scarred him because he's now everything, if he can't find it, it's in his ear. And i got to go find it, pretend that I'm pulling it out of his ear. I made some trouble for myself. But uh, usually when we play this game, you know, when you're doing it, you have something in your hand, right? You don't have both hands empty. And after four or five times of your kid trying to guess which hand it's in, you're, both of them come up empty. And you're like, well, that's just life. You're going to end up miserable, right? You don't just, that's not the lesson you're trying to teach your kids, right? Corbin will do that. Uh, what, basically, what he'll do is he'll say, Daddy, guess a bunch of hands. And I'll say, it's in your left hand. And he'll say, not there. I'm like, okay, your right hand. Not there. Like, he'll just switch behind his back every time. But God's not doing that with us. Sometimes we feel that way. We feel like God is playing a trick on us in life. Where he's wanting us to seek after him, but when we seek, we get it wrong the first time. And we just quit because we think there's nothing in the other hand. But God is saying, no, don't give up. Look in the other hand. Ask me again. Seek me again. God is not playing a trick on you where he's like, nope, nope, nope. Life is empty-handed. He's not doing that with us. When he plays this game with us, sometimes we feel like he is. He's wanting us to seek out a little bit more because he has something good for you in his other hand if you'll seek him. He's, he's wanting to draw this out in you. He, he's wanting you to seek him because he's a good father who gives good gifts to his children. We've talked about this many times before in the church, but we want to we know it, want to believe it in our hearts he is a gift-giving God, and he's the greatest gift-giving God that we know. James chapter 1, verse 17 says this, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I love that James says that God is the Father of lights because it, it denotes the creation story back in Genesis where God breathed light into existence. He breathed the stars into existence, the sun and the moon and all of creation. And when you look up into the sky, you can see the lights and you can understand and know that your Father in heaven is the Father of those lights. I love that, that, that James paints this picture for us, that the God who breathed light into existence back in Genesis 1 on the first day is the God who's still breathing light into the world today. And he's still breathing light into us. And he spoke light into existence on day one. And then he sent his light into the earth as Jesus was born in a manger. Creating light and life again for us. His followers and those who will submit our hearts to him. I think the, the father in this video was beginning to say that decorating and putting up the the nativity scene was just another hurdle they had to do before they could relax and watch their Christmas movies and watch Home Alone and The Grinch and Elf and all my favorite movies. But that's a problem. That sometimes we think that the nativity or Jesus in a manger is just another thing we have to do to get over until we can do the things that we want to enjoy. But the, like the father in the video, he said, not this year. This year we're going to seek Jesus. And that would be my prayer for us today. This year, you would seek after Jesus. This year, you would decide in your heart to say, I'm going to pursue the one who came and gave his life for me. Ever since that good gift of light was given from the Father on day one, he's consistently given a good gift to us, his kids. 
For us to understand this, Jesus tells us about it in Matthew chapter 7. And starting in verse 9, it says, For which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts and good things to those who ask him? You and I, in comparison to God, are evil compared to his goodness. He is not like us. And whether you had a good father, a good mother on earth, or you didn't, you have a good father in heaven who wants to give you good gifts because he loves you, because you've been brought into his family. You are his children when you submit your lives to Jesus. And Jesus wanted us to know how good and gracious and how great a giver his father is. God is the great father who loves to give good gifts to his kids. And one of the greatest and clearest demonstrations of this part of God's nature is in John three sixteen through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not been believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been uh, carried on and carried out in God. I think the nature and the character of God, of uh, the Father of lights, is that he's the giver of good gifts, and he loves the world, and he loves us, and he demonstrated how much he's loved us by resorting to the nature and the character as a giver of good and perfect gifts that come down from his hand. He gave us Jesus. And Jesus was born in a manger, but Jesus also wants to be born in our hearts. He wants to come alive in our lives. And that happens by seeking after him. That happens by surrendering. That happens by saying, Jesus, I know that you're the only way, the only power that has power over my darkness, over my issues, over my struggles, over my pain. You're the light of the world who came in. And God, I don't love the darkness. I want your light. I don't want my things, I don't want to continue to live in darkness and be chained and bound up by darkness. I want to seek your light. And the Bible says those who seek his light are made alive and made renewed. And that's what God is wanting to do in us today. And not only in us, but in all people, because the Bible says in Luke chapter 2.10 that it's for all people. It's for everyone. Amen. Not just you, even though you're special. You're wonderful, you look good, you smell even better, but it's not just for you. It's for your neighbors, for your coworkers, for your friends, for that family member you saw this week that you're like, I wish I'd see you next year and not right now, right? It's for everybody. And Jesus is wanting to reveal himself to us. There's a story that I heard, and it's a true story about a director of a preschool. It's not Mary, but it was another <laughs> director who um, had bought a plush Jesus, like a stuffed Jesus, a smiling face Jesus. And uh, the kids loved it. They would run around with him, hold his hand, throw him around in the preschool. 
like wrestle with him, maybe get a little, a little rough with Jesus, but I think Jesus could handle it. They would, they would cuddle, the girls would cuddle him on the couch and whisper secrets to him. But some of the parents got upset. They got offended by it. They said, this is disrespectful to our Lord. And she almost anticipated that, that concern. And she said, what kind of Jesus do you want your children to know? The Jesus that only comes out once a year, who's fragile and easily, easily broken, who sits high on a shelf and looks down on them and they can't touch. And when they get close, you get concerned. Or do you want the Jesus they can wrestle around with, they can laugh with, they can throw around and cuddle and whisper their secrets to? My question for you today is what kind of Jesus are you anticipating in this arrival? Are you anticipating a Jesus who's coming to rebuke you, to condemn you, to to push you down? The Bible clearly tells us that's not why Jesus came. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. What kind of life are you wanting in Jesus? Jesus is not a fragile God. He's not easily broken. He's a God that's wanting to know your heart, your concerns. He wants to hear your voice. He wants you to know his voice. And during this Advent season, he is wanting you to seek after him. The Savior of the world, known as the light of the world. That's how Jesus described himself in John chapter 8. The light of the world that came in to drive out the darkness. And it's in that first Christmas in Bethlehem, that we're reminded of what God spoke into existence, his light into a dark world. My prayer is that Jesus would shine bright in your life today and drive out whatever darkness you're wrestling with, whether it's mental thoughts or sickness or disease or broken hearts or broken relationships, whatever darkness the enemy has come in to try to break you, Jesus says, my light shines brighter than your darkness. Jesus is wanting to reveal his light in your life today. During this Christmas season, anytime you see lights on a house or on a tree, remember the Father of lights. Remember Jesus, the one who brought light into the world, because he's wanting to bring light and life into your situation. Especially those who are far from him. Especially those who even were in the church or belong to the body of Christ and have walked away. There's still hope. There's still hope for them. They're not so far gone. They haven't been lost forever. God always gives them a way home, doesn't he? This is a promise that we know of. Jeremiah 29, 11. Everybody knows that, right? For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Not to harm you, not to kill you, but to prosper, to give you hope in a future. Well, that verse comes from a prophet, Jeremiah, who 600 years before Jesus was born, The people of Israel, the people of God, because of their sin, because of their rebellion, were carried into exile, carried into a foreign land that was oppressive and heavy, and they were in darkness and they were alone, and yet God says, even though you've walked away from me, I've not walked away from you. Even though you've rejected me, I've not rejected you. There will be a time where I'll let you know that I have a plan and a future for you. I have a purpose for your life. Come back home. Come back home because verse 13 says, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. What's the way back to Jesus? Seek him. How do you find him? When you prayerfully worship and seek after God, he's made a way back for those who've who've walked away from Jesus. He's made a path. He's lit the path back to Jesus 
And this is a verse that is reminding us even those who are far from God can find a home back in Jesus this Christmas season. If we'll seek after Jesus with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. God is wanting us to know Him. God is wanting us to know His Son. I believe it today. Those who, of you who have children who have walked away from the Lord, I want you to hold on to that promise. That if they will seek Him, they will find Him. If they will seek Him with all their hearts. Jeremiah, he's not the only one, the only voice in the Bible that talks about seeking after God. Jesus tells us that as well in Matthew chapter 7. 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. It will be opened. What does that mean? It speaks to a, a heart of expectancy. If I knock, the door will be opened. If I ask, I will receive. If I seek, I will find. It's a hope. Expectation speaks of hope, doesn't it? Do you have hope in Jesus today? Do you have an expectation that God will come through for you today? If you will seek Him, you will find Him. If you'll ask, you will receive. That is a promise from the Word of God. Not, not a promise from me. Not a promise from man. God is not man that He should lie. He cannot. Jesus gave you this promise today. If you will seek me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart. And He wants us to know it. This season, this Christmas, let's pursue after Jesus. It's good to give gifts. Man, I got a killer deal on a pressure washer. I'm pumped. Because if you've been to my house, you know I need to pressure wash some stuff. Okay? But Jesus, this season is so much greater than the deals you can get and the gifts you can give and the gifts that you receive. The greatest gift that you could ever receive was born in a manger over 2,000 years ago. And what he said then, he still says today, seek me and you'll find me. Come after me and I'll reveal myself to you. Come find me and let my light wash over you. Come and search for me. And I'll provide for you. If you'll ask, you'll receive. If you'll knock, the door will be open to you. Come on, would you give him praise this morning? He is the giver of hope. He is the giver of love. He's the giver of peace. He's the giver of joy. If you'll seek after him today. If you'll seek after him today. I would encourage you, if you have a nativity, if you can hide the baby Jesus and you've got kids that are willing to look, do it. I think it's a great way of teaching them that this is about Jesus this season. Let's find him. Give him clues. Help him search for Jesus. Because we want to be a people who are continually looking for Jesus in every aspect of our lives, especially as followers of Jesus. Let's not get consumed by the consumerism of our culture and we forget to seek Jesus. And once we've found him, those who have Jesus, make sure that you tell others because this good news that brings great joy is for all the people. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends. That helps us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the mission of Central Valley Church, go to cbcmadera.churchcenter.com for more information. We love you. God bless.